inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is At The Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to The Core here on American Family Radio. I'm Walker Wildman. Good to be with you on this Wednesday edition of The Core. Um, I was with you on Monday. We had Rick Green hosting yesterday. He had some pretty uh, home run interviews there um, on The Core yesterday. Rick did, our our good friend Rick Green, and uh, we'll have some special guests today. Uh, Psalm uh, chapter 63 is where we are this week. I just want to read a couple verses in. David says, O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. David goes on to say, So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory, because your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you. David concludes at least this initial part by saying, so I will bless you as long as I live in your name. I will lift up my hands. Psalm chapter 63 is our scripture for the week. Um, we're we're uh, live streaming the video over at streaming.afa.net, streaming.afa.net. And of course, we have the audio live on the AFR app and on AFR.net. We do have a guest with us today. We have a couple guests, but in the first segment, we have on Laura Lee Stanlake, and she's out of the Oklahoma City area, and she works uh, as Director of Women's Ministries at First Stone Ministries. Uh, Laura, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm really pleased to be here. So uh, you work, uh, for those uh, who are familiar with uh, AFA and some of our documentaries and projects, Stephen Black uh, runs or is the, the leader of First Stone Ministries. And so Laura uh, works with uh, Stephen and the rest of the team there um, at First Stone Ministries. But uh, Laura, for those who don't know about First Stone, uh, tell our audience a little bit about the work of First Stone Ministries. And then, of course, I do want to get into your testimony and some of the work you're doing now. Okay, First Stone Ministries in Oklahoma City is a 501c3 parachurch organization meant to come alongside the church. And the majority of things that we're occupied with is one-on-one biblical discipleship, pastoral care, um, public education. Uh, We do support groups. We do parents groups. And we provide these things in response to the need that comes to First Stone Ministries. Uh, Because we've existed since 1976, and we've been a full-time ministry since the early 90s, we have developed really a very robust resource. Um, You can find that at www.firststone.org. And you can find articles, audio, video, um, addressing almost all of the theological debate all of the conversations regarding um, can you be gay and Christian? Mm-hmm. Um, what what has happened that, uh, about what's in, introduced to the church now to accept the marrying of gay and Christian? We've been trying to respond to all of that, um, and much of our staff was involved in the making of the film, or the documentary in his image. Yes. I was in the B-roll, so I was just walking around <laughs> sitting with people, you know. But um, hey, we've got to have we got to have our B-roll. We got to have B-roll. <laughs> uh, so that's what First Stone does. Yeah. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, we, uh, uh, we know about Steve uh, Stephen Black. 
and uh, of course Laura Perry. Uh, now Laura's married. Perry's her maiden name now. Um, but uh, tell us a little bit about uh, uh, your work, your testimony, and how you ended up at First Stone. Okay, I'm the director of women's ministries there, and I've been serving since the time I got certified as a biblical counselor. Originally, I was not looking to go full-time in an area where I have a personal testimony. I was just wanting to become a skilled helper for the sake of the church. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I studied to be a biblical counselor, got certified in that area. But around the time I was uh, in the process and completing my 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 certification, uh, the then director of First Stone, a guy named Jeff Janes, invited me to come and volunteer for the summer. And I was introduced to a support group environment for the first time. Now, it was in that environment that I was quite impacted because even though I had been walking in some freedom myself, and I'll I'll just refer to my story in a moment, Mm -hmm. I had never looked at what might be contributing factors in in how I became a struggler, a same-sex struggler. Mm -hmm. Uh, Important factors like... um, um, how well did I resolve forgiveness and unforgiveness issues? How well did I handle the issue of sexual sobriety? Mm. How well did I handle and manage the lust of my body? So it was when I got in the first stone environment and got exposed to a support group environment that I began to understand how the Bible itself truly is the living and active word of God and is able to divide even the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. Yeah. So why that's important is when I was uh, uh, quite early, my mom became ill um, when I was seven years old. Uh, she had a, a debilitating illness, and it started our whole family on a journey regarding fear. How do you handle illness in the home? Well, for me, I misperceived what was going on around me. I was the oldest of two girls. Um, I in my family, I just perceived that I should not um, trouble my mother any longer, and I was only seven. Mm. Uh, that misperception made me look for other ways to find comfort, and I found comfort in the images of adult material that was in my family's home. I feel like that that had a, a large impact. So the fear coupled with this um, comfort that I found in pornography. Mm-hmm. This is not a normal testimony for women to share. I've had to become quite bold sure. about it. The fact is is that, that the shameful thing is the truest thing of where I met the Lord mm. and how he began to do some things in me. Yeah. So when I was uh, in high school, my dad also became ill and passed away my junior year in high school. So I was left as the oldest of two daughters with a mother who was handicapped, a sister who was young. And... And in those in that season, really, I just began to fall headlong into secrecy and secret sin. I was already I was already, let's say, fixed towards same sex attraction. But mm-hmm. as an adult, I was I was cultivating that and spending my energy on it. Yeah. So in 1990, um, even though I'd been religious and even though I'd been involved in the church almost all of these years. In 1990, I came to a place where um, where I understood that I was truly in bondage. Mm. Um, the the psalm that you just read, uh, in a dry and weary land without water, that mm. that's a good descriptor. And I I went and surrendered to the Lord, saying essentially this: I can't help myself. I need you to help me. Mm. And over the next few days, 
the woman I was involved with broke off the relationship, which was shocking because I couldn't even, I couldn't get any distance from her at all. Mm-hmm. But she broke off the relationship and, and for the next year or so, I just basically walked in true repentance, just stopped doing bad things. I did not know the part uh, of beginning to apply or put into my own life the good things. What does it mean to unload bitterness and unforgiveness and bitter judgment what does it mean to reckon with reckon with the false ideas I had about what made a woman essentially good, hmm. what made a man essentially good, and surrounding those those areas of my life, I had quite bitter judgments. But as I began to say yes to the Lord in in many 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 small ways, taking the counsel of the Word, letting mm-hmm. God work in my heart, letting my soul literally be divided. Um, and searched by the word, I began to experience some recovery. And recovery in the beginning looked like uh, real freedom regarding temptation. It wasn't that I wasn't ever tempted. In fact, I don't think that's a goal. But learning how to manage the temptations, which is a very human thing. Yeah, what to do when you're tempted. That's right. So, you know, we a lot of times we would look at people, people talk to us and say, well, regarding this same-sex desire, you know, we're looking for somebody to never be tempted again. That's how you know that you're free. But I don't think that's, that's the not, gospel. That's not biblical. No, it right. is not the gospel either. It's like even Jesus was tempted. Absolutely. But, you know, what do we do? Can we manage to do that? Do we um, do we do we foster the sin? Do we feed it or do we turn do we turn to Christ? That's correct. During those times of of tempting. And even more recently, uh, as I've worked continued to work on other issues of my life, I realized even in Romans 8 when he's talking about the power of the inworking of the gospel, he makes this really bold statement. He says, you're no longer under any obligation to do what your flesh wants to do. Mm. That if you try to kill off your flesh using the flesh, you will die. But if you put that, put to death the flesh using the spirit, you will live. And I, I said, oh, yeah, that's a great descriptor of what's been happening throughout the course of my life. Yeah. What are you, what are you seeing um – in American culture, and we'll talk more with Stephen about this in the next segment, but I just want to get your feedback. This this uh, Romans 1 <clears throat> sexual sin, um, you know, that we're seeing in American society, it, it's 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 carrying out in the form of, of all kinds of arenas. And when I say that, I mean like um, you look at the divorce rate, you look at adultery, you look at pornography. Um, same-sex attraction and homosexuality is just really one of a litany of sexual sins that are really pervading American society and even within the church, within the Christian church. What is, is there something feeding it? I mean, what is obviously sin and Satan himself, but what, what makes now so much more different than, I don't know, 40 years ago, or is it any different? Well, I don't know if it's, really different, but I think we're talking about it differently. Self, the our human self is at the center of all of our discussions. How do I feel? What am I experiencing? And what is my truth? Mm. All those, all of those views are really not um, how we operate with the gospel. Gospel-centered people say, what, what pleases the Lord? What does the Lord require? Um, but in our human, in our human response, a lot of times we're just looking at self so the, what has always been pervasive, and the reason I know that is Romans 1 was written, yeah, you know, or Ephesians 5 was written, or Colossians, you know, it's like, shall we put away 
shall we put away the flesh? Putting away the flesh is part of normal discipleship. So I do think that what we've done different is we've changed the lens to be more focused on self. It even, I don't even know how many years ago it was that the army came out with the slogan, an army of one. It's like, well, there's no such thing. (laughs) <laughs> there's no such thing as an army of one. You're not one guy in a battle. Yeah. You know, that you're never that. But what a slogan, right? It's right. really about you and it's only about you. Yeah. And that that of course feeds our sin nature, it feeds our egos. Um that's interesting. And that's so true because you, to your point, all of the topics, a lot of the cultural issues that we face today are all centered on self. And well, how do you a, a lot of feelings. How do right. you feel and what do you think? Not not uh, an established set truth. Uh, but I find it fascinating that you were a believer and then you came in and started being a counselor with first stone. But even when you got into being a counselor with first stone, God was still working in your heart He's, as far as how to move on and, and, right. and deal with some of these issues. Yeah. I would say that um, if, if you're a disciple of Christ, that never stops. Yes. So, you know, it's, it's always weird to me, frustrating really when I hear a, an old saint testify, but they don't have a current testimony. That's kind of strange. It's like, are you walking with Jesus? Is God still working? Is he still you? alive in your yeah. life? But uh, my my whole journey, and I, of course I joke about this a lot, but he's always just butted into my life <laughs> all the time. And if if I had drawn lines and said, oh, well, you know, he, we can go this far and no more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as I as I just meditate on what is pure love, it's like, well, I know it's a fruit of the Spirit, and I know it's a, a work of God, but how how often do I fail the love test? Mm. My Really, my same-sex issues were failing the love test. I was for myself and what pleased me in the moment. But it's been quite a journey to learn how to walk with God still. Yeah. Now 33 years. Yeah. Well, God, God is a God of deliverance. And that's why I sent Jesus and gives us the Holy Spirit, so... Appreciate your testimony, Laura, and all the work that you do. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And we'll have Stephen on. Stephen Black will be on with us in the next segment, by the way, and Wesley, my brother, as well. We'll continue this discussion. Uh, Thanks, Laura. That's uh, Laura Lee Stanlake. She's director of women's ministries over at First Stone Ministries. We'll give out that URL again in the next segment. Hey, thanks for joining the Corps. we got uh, two segments left here on American Family Radio. Don't forget to check out our podcast page over at AFR.com. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Now these are the words of the letter which Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem to the rest of the elders of the exile, the priests, the prophets, and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Jeremiah 29.11 is one of the most quoted verses in Scripture, albeit usually out of context and misunderstood. Something that is often missed is that it is one sentence from an entire letter God sent to exiled Jews in Babylon. What should be noted here is that even in the midst of judgment, God still provided guidance and instruction to his people, anticipating their return to him. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner. Or visit the podcast page at AFR.net for more from Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. 
This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. From boiling an egg to changing a tire, is your girl prepared to handle the basic skills of adulthood? In a 2021 study of recent college grads, 81% said they regretted not getting more education on basic life skills. How often are older girls stressing over which smartphone to order but are unprepared for doing their own laundry on a Tuesday? God created each girl with gifts, abilities, and logic, which can grow and develop but require intentional education. If you're concerned that your girl might not thrive outside of the nest, consider partnering with an American Heritage Girls troop in your area. Badges like emergency preparedness, home care and repair, and money management will prepare your daughter for success once she leaves your home. Like what you've heard? Learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. My father, your great-grandfather, fought in World War II. Really? He was a gunner on the big ship out in the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Your great-grandmother did her part, too. Was she on a ship? Oh, no. She stayed back home. She and a lot of her friends worked really hard in a factory because the men had gone off to war. And they held scrap metal drives to help in the war effort. The folks back home were heroes, too. Here at the American Family Association, we consider you the heroes back home. As you fulfill your responsibility of caring for your family day to day, your partnership with us is crucial as we fight the enemies of freedom in America. Thank you for your commitment to the American Family Association. Grandpa, what's a scrap metal drive? Let's get some cookies and I'll tell you all about it. At the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Now, back to At the Core on American Family Radio. Lord, I've been wondering for far too long. I keep forsaking the way I should go. Leave me beside oil still waters to the land of evergreen. Come now, Lord Jesus, take this world away from me. I need a holy ghost expectation. Reckoning, turn this life around. Come like a wrecking ball to these idols down. Whatever it takes, all on the altar, I leave it all behind. Come now, Lord Jesus, turn it around.
Welcome back to the core. It's Worship Wednesday on the program. Walker Wildman here with you. That was Daniel Doss revival, talking about a Holy Ghost, God Almighty uh, revival of which we all need in our lives each and every day. Hey, uh, Wesley's in with us. Wesley, welcome back. Uh, have we voted yet? Is it officially West Wednesdays with Wesley? Absolutely. It, okay. I, yeah. it really, There's no it voting really rolls well. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if you say it, it happens. That's it. Uh, Ooh, most that of was the time. Good. <laughs> uh, you know, the problem is uh, there was some there was some genuineness there. If I say it, it happened, so we need to remember that. Can you mark that? Oh, I've marked a couple okay. of things right, for you good. today. Yeah. Oh, okay. already? <laughs> wow. Well, that's You're good. on Bobby's list. Hey, uh, we got Stephen Black in with us. Stephen, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. So, Stephen, you're a director at uh, First Stone Ministries in Oklahoma City. And, uh, of course, you're uh, uh, work with Laura, uh, which we just had on in the last uh, segment. Let me add this, too. Uh, yeah. He's also a great friend of the ministry. He's done a lot of work yes. with us. We've partnered with him. He's partnered with us. He's been at the Marriage Family Life Conference and served in different capacities. So thank you for your partnership over the years. Yeah, thank you. It's Amen. actually an honor. Amen. Amen. It, we're, we've seen the fruitfulness of what you yes. all have done, and it's just Amen. beautiful. Yeah, uh, Stephen, you were featured in the In His Image documentary. You were one of the um, one of the individuals that, that spoke in the documentary. Uh, that's a powerful film documentary. Uh, that has ministered to thousands of families out there. Um, tell us a little bit uh, more about First Stone, how you ended up at First Stone. You've been there since the 90s, and uh, how God's using it. Well, um, I knew right after early, uh, when I had my life transformative experience in 1983, within three months I knew I had a, a call on my life to, to uh, I thought, go into missions. And so um, I prepared from really about that time, up until about 90 uh, to to go into ministry. I studied architecture. I was studying to be an architect. And then the Lord shifted that. I got married. And um, and it just became very evident uh, for Robin and I, my wife, that we needed to be able to help people. Hmm. And people were, were looking for us. And, uh, and that was as a result of testifying in different places. And so uh, there was a ministry in Oklahoma City called First Stone. Now I'm the director, but at that time I didn't know much about them, but that director had asked me to come beside him as it launched into a full-time biblical pastoral care and support group ministry. And so that's where I've been ever since. I gave up the architectural thing to honestly serve the Lord in missions. Amen. In so this you're, mission. you're uh, building the kingdom. Right. Uh, instead of buildings. Hey, uh, right. Wesley, I'll let you jump in. I do want to start kick off with one question, though. Better be quick, because I got a good one. <laughs> well, we'll see. Mine's pretty good, too. Um, Stephen, uh, when we look at this issue of human sexuality across the culture, and as I mentioned with Laura, this is a, a broad-ranging uh, uh, topic uh, as far as the implications. Um, so much of society's focus today is on affirmation. Right? We hear the term gender-affirming care, <laughs> even though it's everything but that. Uh, but it's all about affirming people in their sin and not transforming their life through Jesus Christ. But talk about the, the, the problems with that way of thinking, the whole affirm someone in their sin and they can just stay how they are. Well, even in the church, we are having problems with people not thinking through a biblical worldview about what is love and what God really wants, um, his divine intention uh, for human sexuality. So that begins with being able to have a clear understanding of what God's divine intent was from the beginning and why. Hmm. And once once you have that as a foundation, then all of this other stuff 
the LGBTQ porn fornicator, whatever, mm-hmm. um, you you are going to see that that is an erosion and honestly death uh, to what God's divine intention is. And everything that God does is out of a motivation of love. Mm. Uh, even his commandments are there as protective mechanisms. When we yes, look at even the law of God, we see good. medical things, we see lots of things. That, and now that we know uh, some of this information, we go, wow, God was really per- trying to protect his people. Yes. You know, uh, dietary things, uh, all liberating. kinds of things. It is, it yeah. is liberating. Yeah. And the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. You know, the testimonies of the Lord make wise the simple. The fear of the Lord endures forever. And that's how I started my walk with the Lord was the firm foundation of understanding that God was holy. And he came into the middle of where I was. It doesn't talk about this in the documentary, but in 1983, it was a mysterious disease that sprung up. So the night when he said to me, if you do not accept me tonight, you're going to die. He was actually protecting me. Wow. And, but that was a bold word. If you don't accept me tonight, you're going to die. Well, I would have, I would have died by the time Robin and I got married three years later, half the people I knew in the gay community were dead wow. from this mysterious disease. Hmm. And so anyhow, for first stone, we've, um, um, multiplied over the years of, uh, being a help to the church at large, also, have done conferences in other countries and across the United States in helping people and helping the church be equipped on these issues. Amen. Uh, a couple, before I get to the question, I was going to ask you know, a Bible verse that comes to mind is uh, the famous love chapter, 1 Corinthians uh, 13. 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse 6 says, Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. And, you know, what we see in our culture, a lot of people are wanting to, many of them are not even Christians, but they want to use the word love in their own way but in the proper definition love does not delight in wrongdoing or evil it mm. delights in the truth so mm. and you it's want to a, comment on that for it, us it, well and it's great that you know we talk about pride month coming up sure. and 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 in that same if you continue on it says and love is not proud yes, yes. and you know the essence of really <laughs> that's the, a good the, point love is not that. proud barely, you know yeah. and and yet they're wanting to uh, boastful and absolutely sure. yeah. wow let me ask you a quick question. Well, it's not quick. I ask you the question. The answer won't be quick. Uh, so we've thought. I've thought about this a lot of the years, and I, I've written one little piece about it. Um, but I've had a lot of conversations on it. And uh, early in my ministry, as I began working here at AFA, I did get tangled up and had to think through the accusations that were thrown at me as a Christian of the word love, and you don't love these people. Right. And, and, and it usually followed me saying something about I didn't like something they did. And so what I was had to walk through and understand, and, and I want your help on this, the the difference between the individual and the agenda. Now, obviously, the, 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 the agenda is made up of individuals, but how do you walk through that as far as how you respond to those mm. two different that's areas? Good. Well, and that's a great question, and it depends on where you're at and who you're with. Okay. And so if I'm with an individual, um, they're going to see a, a great compassion of um, wanting to listen to their heart, their, their, their story, and even maybe let them vent. Uh, but always you've got to point back to the truth. Mm. Now, I have my testimony and have some experience with this. So that sometimes with someone who is in sexual sin and brokenness, gives a little bit of credibility, but every single one of us have 
the uh, that are a Christian that are born again have the very presence of Jesus to be able to to minister to them mm. in in truth, mm-hmm. and and that is love is to minister in bold bold truth. But if I'm in a, on a platform and people, you know, they point to this that I'm a bit preachy. I mean, I'll sure. call it black and white sure. from the pulpit. Going to share tonight and. You know, it it will be at times, you know, very direct and sure. black and white. And I'm I'm kind of built that way. The Lord made me that way mm-hmm. to say things very clearly. And you know what? That is love. Amen. And it is one of the foundational things that we see in our ministry that is being removed from evangelical circles, which is the beginning of wisdom. Mm-hmm. What is the very beginning of wisdom? Well, if you don't have the fear of the Lord, mm-hmm. then you have no wisdom yeah. it's the very beginning of yeah. wisdom and you know his warnings and his, his ways of protecting us just like a, a child you wouldn't let a child go wander out in a road uh, right. you would want to protect them and boundary them and maybe even discipline them mm-hmm. and that's love and that's where uh, like the um, uh, the stand uh, the idea of the 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 message of courage yeah mm-hmm being courageous, yes. and we really need to be a people that encourage right. so that we bring a power of courage That's into right. men and women to stand boldly because, quite frankly, LGBTQ plus sign is a cult mentality. Yes. It's secular humanism, mm. and, you know, not with condemnation. I'm calling it what it is. So we have to understand we will be manipulated you will be couched as an unloving person, yeah. but we have to, you know, be encouraged that. ourselves. Yeah, and and another thing, uh, Stephen, to your point is this is uh, one thing. One thing I wanted to to get your your opinion on is the the family, the the traditional biblical family structure, how God designed it in Genesis, is uh, clearly uh, under assault from Satan himself here in America and around the world. Um, it's one of God's three institutions that he himself set up and, and ordained, the family. And then we have government, and then, of course, we have the church. But the family, um, I believe, Stephen, and I want to get your feedback, through this uh, debate and struggle over human sexuality, the family is being increasingly weakened, meaning the mom and dad structure of discipleship, discipline, and training in the Lord is being under is under assault through various um, issues directly under this uh, whole topic of human sexuality. Yeah, and in in the beginning, he made them male and female. The idea of the construct of a of a man and a woman um, dancing with God in procreating and creating the fruit of the family. And you're right; that image, the image of God in male and female, is is more under attack than ever before in world history. The idea that a man can become a woman or a woman a man is turned upside down. The science is on our side. There's, it is totally impossible for that to, to take place. Yeah. Um, every cell in our body, as three men sitting here, we are XY, and, and every cell in our body communicates mm-hmm. yeah. and says to the rest of our body, we are male. Same yeah. thing with females. And so you cannot correct a a, a mental illness with a knife or hormones. Mm, and true. this is this is the problem is where and, and thank God we have people like even uh Dr. Phil had on the people that had 
detransitioned yeah. and the regrets that they have. On Reddit, we have over 15,000 people that are in regret of transgenderism. Wow. And so this is a demonic assault on the image of God, male and female. And as a result, of course, now we have over 500, it was a 500% increase. Todd Starnes put out a report uh, just this fall in the, uh, it was either New Jersey or Maryland school district, 500% of confusion wow. about gender. Mm-hmm. That That's incredible. That means propaganda and the teaching of LGBTQ cult chaos yes. is working. Wow. And, you know, when you got the ESPN giving Bruce Jenner the Courage Award because yeah. he's, you know, so courageous to go through this, you know, hormones and surgery. Yeah. And so things are upside down, mm. totally upside wow. down. It actually is. Talk a little bit about uh, the difference between what you're doing in your ministry and what's going on around the around the world. Like not just America, right. when it comes to the, the issue of sexuality, like, well, are you seeing the, the issues that we're up against here in America and other parts? Because you mentioned you traveled around the world as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is really disconcerting is our neighbors to the north and south. But uh, neighbors to the north, they pass C four, and that means that what we are talking about right now over the airwaves will be illegal wow in canada in canada Hmm. uh the bible is is basically hate speech now and people are being arrested for uh proclaiming the truth of the gospel and transformation from homosexuality um a young man got uh thrown out of school and arrested and and so just last week and Mm so and and it's happening all over europe as well and so this is a big problem with with um uh, the message of the gospel under attack by legal systems. You know, the hypocrisy, you're aware of this, Stephen and Wesley, but don't you find it ironic that you can convert to sin or adopt <laughs> sin, but if you try to go back to God's ways, no, 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 you can't do that. That's right. It's a we laugh street. about it all the time because it's 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 just so crazy. It is. Absolutely. Hey, yeah. Stephen Black, yeah. thanks so much for coming yeah, on the show. Yeah, thank you. Enjoy thank it. you. Thank you guys so much for what you do. Absolutely. Amen. First Stone Ministries, what's the URL one more time? Uh, FirstStone.org. FirstStone.org. Stephen Black with us in studio today. Wesley, thanks for coming on, man. And Jordy, thanks for having me on the program. All right. FirstStone.org. That's their URL. Check it out. AFA at the Core or at the Core. I'm Walker Wildman. We'll be back. In the next segment with your calls, 888-589-8840, Friendships is offering an exciting opportunity for young adults who want to grow in their walk with God, become physically fit, and learn relief ministry while serving in the Middle East. This is an amazing opportunity to serve God and experience Israel. Check out Seahawks one-year scholarship program at friendships.org or call 337-433-5022. That's 337-433-5022. The next session begins August 19th. When you hear this... This is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. 
Persecuted believers in Asia, they love their enemies and they count it all joy to suffer for the Lord. This is Bible League International. Abir is a former Islamic leader in Bangladesh. When he became a believer, he was beaten, verbally abused, his home was vandalized, he was forced to move to another city, and he was labeled a traitor. But he holds to the precious promises of God he reads every day in his Bible. I asked Abir, you were beaten, you were cast out. It's so easy to hate people that do this to you. He said, no, I love them. Most of us here in America cannot relate to the level of persecution that Christians like Abir in Bangladesh and others throughout Asia are facing on a daily basis. Let's send them the word of God they need and crave to be able to endure and persevere. And that's why we're holding this campaign, Fan the Flame. $5 sends a Bible, $100 sends 20 every gift matched. Call 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD, or give it sendbiblesnow.org. Sendbiblesnow.org. And God bless Bless you for caring. From the Pacific Justice Institute, this is The Legal Edge. Defending your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. Here's Brad Davis. School boards across the country are imposing curriculum, influencing, and sexualizing children without parents' knowledge or consent. To combat this growing push, Pacific Justice Institute is actively working to empower qualified community members to run for school board, to drive out radical ideologies and bring back real classical education. We as good citizens can no longer be on the defense. The time to act is now. Learn how you can bring back sound and quality education to your local schools by downloading PJI's free book, Reclaim Your School, at pji.org. PJI provides legal representation without charge. Get exclusive email updates by registering for The Legal Insider at pji.org. This is At the Core on American Family Radio with your host, Walker Wildman. All right, welcome back to The Core here on American Family Radio. Glad to have you with us here on the program, AFR.net's the URL. And we're live streaming the video as we do each day over at streaming.afa.net, streaming.afa.net. For those wondering uh, about this, we are we are moving towards an app for our AFA streaming platform. We are moving towards having some apps available, but we just got to build them out. And we do all that stuff in-house, so it's going to take us a little bit. Um, but But eventually, hopefully within the next, I don't know, 12 to uh, 18 months, um, we'll have a AFA streaming app that you can download on your smartphone, Roku, tablet device, etc. cetera. Uh, so we are trying to move in that direction. Um, let's see. We had on um, Stephen Black in the last segment, and then um, in the first segment, we had on Stephen's um, associate or a co-worker there, Laura Lee Stan Lake with uh, both of those individuals work with First Stone Ministries. Firststone.org is their URL, and they minister to people who have struggled with uh, sexual sin and their human sex, their the biblical view of human sexuality. Uh, that's what Stephen Black and company do. Um, I do want to take um, a few calls: eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four zero. Triple eight five eight nine eight eight four zero. Let's try to keep it focused on uh, the topics of uh, discussed on the program today, the topic of human sexuality, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. Um, let's go to 
Dwayne in the state of Kansas. Hey, Dwayne, welcome to the court. Uh, yes. I just wanted to make a couple quick comments. One about this new movie, The Jesus Revolution. That's out. Me and my wife got to see it. And I think everybody ought to see it. You talk about a pure, morally sound movie that needs to be a number one recommended thing on your bucket list hmm. to see. And uh, also, too, to all these movie moguls that, you know, believe in all this sexuality, on, you know, in these movies. I mean, it obviously it's been going on for years, but I want to make one comment. My late father used to say about all these moguls, you can't fix stupid without Jesus, and God bless you for your program. Mm. All right, Dwayne, thanks so much for calling in to the core. And, you know, you're right. Um, uh, God has to intervene for heart change to occur. Um, of course, behavior can be can be regulated to a certain degree, um, and, and we do need government, right? God set up government, so government should be a force for good. Is it always a force for good? Absolutely not. There's case after case um, throughout human history of government actually being used for evil. Um, but God set it up. God's intention for government was to be used as a moral force for good. Um, so, of course, we need government. We need good laws. We need good regulations and standards for uh, for what's appropriate and what's not. But at the end of the day, you're right, Dwayne. Only God can change the human heart. Only God has the power to uh, turn a heart of stone into a heart of flesh. So let's don't forget that, that um, that God is the ultimate saver of man's soul. Uh, we, can, we can plant seeds as Christians. We can plant seeds. We can lead people to, in the right direction, and we should. We should do all of that. But um, uh, God is the one that brings about true heart change. Uh, Brenda... Brenda's in uh, Tennessee, just north of us here. Hey, Brenda, what's on your mind? Well, I just want to say that if anybody will read their Bible, they will see that God does not like for a woman to lay with a woman or a man to lay with a man. As a matter of fact, it used to say in the Bible it was a hated sin of God's, and it still is. And I and I don't understand how somebody can call themselves a Christian and marry uh, one of the same sex. I just don't understand it. Mm, amen. Thanks so much, Brenda, for calling in. And you're right. You know, the uh, to Laura's point earlier in the show, um, one of the main problems, um, even within the the church, the Christian church in America, is we've started blending in um, identity with sin uh, as equal to identity with Christ. Like calling yourself a gay Christian is is blaspheming the name of Jesus because you're idolizing the sin and equating it with the Savior. And that's the fundamental problem. That's why the whole question, you know, it, the whole premise of quote-unquote gay Christianity is completely faulty, and the whole premise is faulty, all right? You really have to, like, deconstruct that before you can begin to construct anything, um, you know, sound. Uh, so you're right. Scripture is clear. It's abundantly clear on the issue of human sexuality. It's abundantly clear on every issue of life. I mean, look, read in Scripture about murder. I mean, the Bible is abundantly clear about the issue of murder and how we should murder people. It even talks about the issue of the heart and how uh, hating someone or having anger against someone 
is like murdering them in your heart. So, yes, Scripture is abundantly clear. Um, but the problem we have, Brenda, is we're facing an increasingly wicked society uh, that is perverting the Word of God. All right? That's the challenge we face and so we have to continue to speak on these issues and speak clearly. That's what's so frustrating at times about people that, uh, specifically Christian pastors that are from the pulpit, and they. what's so frustrating is when they send mixed signals. Or they're, they're unclear about the issue of sin. And when you, when you speak without clarity as a Christian leader, you're muddying the waters and really causing people to stumble. So as believers, we've got to be crystal clear on all issues of sin in Scripture. This is not just a human sexuality issue that we face in society. We are facing a sin problem uh, in our country and around the world. That's what we've got to speak to, and we've got to speak very clear. Uh, Danielle is uh, in Texas. Hey, Danielle, welcome to the court. Hi, thank you so much. I wanted to comment on the transgender issue and say we as believers, yes, we must pray, but faith without works is dead. I'm really kind of frustrated with a lot of Christians who aren't willing to roll up their sleeves and get out there and and just say what is right and what is wrong. And I don't think we do enough of that. You have all the marches and protests for these um, people who want to be transgender. They get out there and march for it, but we don't get out there and stand in front of our um, government buildings and say, we need to put a stop to this and we need for you to make sure that you're voting uh, on our behalf when we vote you in, in office. So I, I just think Christians need to do more doing to stop these things and to protect our children because yeah. it's just it's just it's just too much. Hmm. So thank you, sir. Have a blessed day. Hey Amen. Thanks so much, Danielle from Texas. Thanks for calling in. And you're right. We've got to um, as Christians, we can't just always be on defense. I mean, how many games are we gonna win in a talking spiritually here? How many games are we going to win if we're always on our heels, if we're always on defense? And that's one of the problems that I have with, um, and, I, and I, can, I can fall into this trap too, but always talking about what's wrong, always talking about what people shouldn't do, but we sometimes don't spend enough time on talking about uh, what we should do. How should we be behaving? What should we be uh, participating in? And uh, that's what that's what at least uh, here at AFA we're trying to do more of, and that is being on offense. You know, uh, let's be on offense. Um, let's uh, let's pass. Let's don't just fight against laws. Let's pass good laws. You know, um, let's don't just keep so and so from you know getting into elected office over here. Um, uh, but let's also look at making sure we have good Christians running for public office. Uh, so we got to do a little bit of both. Um, we got to lo- do a little bit of defense, a little bit of offense, uh, but we can't just get bogged down um, in complaining about where we are in society. We actually got to get out there and do something to make a difference. So that's what we're trying to do here at American Family Association. Um, last call for the day. I do want to go to Paul in uh, Mississippi. Hey, Paul, welcome to the show. How are you today? Hey, doing well, Paul. What you got on your mind? Well, I want to make an observation and state the obvious. I think we can all agree that, you know, this transgenderism stuff is is nothing but human experimentation. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and it's really, it's really, 
uh, you could go beyond that, uh, Paul, and I'm sure you would agree. It's not only experimental, it's, it's, it's destruction because the science is clear that you're destroying one's body. So it's really even more, more nefarious than an experiment. Right. But as it relates to children, let's, let's think about this. If you Google Nazi uh, doctors, you can go to Wikipedia. They'll, they'll have a list of them. There are scores of Nazi doctors that were executed for human experimentation. Mm. So what is, where does that put us right now? Yeah. Wow. Good point, Paul. Um, yeah, and that's, you know, this is what I talked about a little bit last week and on Monday, I believe. But this, uh, this uh, youth, youth uh, sexual mutilation and destruction of of young people's bodies is is highly wicked and uh you know to your point they they call it these experimental treatments and yeah i mean scientifically medically you may can call it an experimental treatment but there there's no question on on the results there's no there's no lingering question of what what is the end result here um so it's really we won't really want to be accurate is really not experimental. It's pure destructive um, because there, there's no way, folks, um, that you're going to cut on a 13-year-old's body, destroy, if it's a female, destroy their breast, uh, destroy other parts of their body. There's no way you're going to do that. And then on the other side, they're going to be better off in any in any, in, in any uh, uh, degree, not just talking spiritually, I'm talking physically biologically, emotionally, there's just no way they're going to be better off. So the end result is destruction, and that's the problem. The end result's destruction, and that is the problem. Um, and if we really want to be affirming, all right, it's all about what we're affirming, isn't it? If my if my child says, you know, and of course, for the legal legalist out there, um, don't get upset here. But if my child says, um, you know, um, I'm Batman, okay, well, first off, if they're a young child um, wanting to be a superhero in, in their imagination, that's very innocent, all right? So I might I might say, yeah, you're a Batman, you know, when they're seven years old or younger. Um, but when they turn 15, 18, 20, um, if they're still saying I'm Batman— and, and they and they really think they're Batman, you know, at some point, dad's got to break the news, little Johnny. You're not Batman. You're Johnny. All right. <laughs> um, so but but that's just kind of a uh, a humorous example of, of, of raising children. But on a more serious note, um, with a with a issue as critical as the issue of God's design for human sexuality, not talking superheroes here, um, we have to affirm the truth. That's loving, and we talked about this with Stephen. Uh, affirming the truth is love. That's good. That's noble. That's virtuous. Affirming sin and affirming lies is not is not caring for someone. That's not being honest with them. That's not being loving with them. So this whole premise that, you know, we need to provide quote-unquote gender-affirming care, well, okay, if we want to provide gender-affirming care, 
then we need to start teaching people how God designed them and how he wants them to be, how he desires them uh, to be. That is the kind of affirmation uh, that people need. And that's what's so backwards uh, with what we're seeing today. And we're really becoming, uh, on this whole topic of human sexuality, you know, we're really becoming um, two very different countries here. Uh, Because you have California, New York, and all these liberal-leaning states that reject God, they reject his truth. Um, They are just going full speed ahead into utter chaos, utter destruction on, on every scale. I mean, they're 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 doing uh, they're they're advertising abortion, um, like it's like it's a you know a pair of tennis shoes on sale, like come get your abortion here, no problem, we'll pay for it. Come on, any any age, um, uh, they're doing uh, these these liberal leaning states are doing they're promoting these disgusting horrific surgeries on minors. They're promoting it uh, like it's a lemonade stand. Or like you're going to go, you know, get a stick-on tattoo. I mean, this is absolutely horrific. But then you're having other states that that are actually thinking, you know, with the brain that God gave them. And they're saying, you know, this is not good stuff. Like Mississippi did last week. This is not uh, destroying a 14-year-old's body is not good. Let's don't do this and let's don't make it uh, legal. Let's make it illegal. Let's punish the bad behavior. Let's punish the evil uh, behavior. So we're really becoming almost two different countries with two far separate, far-reaching uh, views of humanity and views of how God created us and the role of government. Um, and I f- I'm afraid that's going to continue. But we got to keep fighting for good. Where we can make an impact, we got to do it. And we got to keep speaking the truth because God will use the truth to touch the hearts of man. But we got to be uh, God's vessels, God's tools. We got to keep planting seeds. And we can't stop speaking the truth. Talk to you next time. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.